Podcast. As always, we're your host. I'm Travis Nesfriend. That's Alex Nesdrunk. We're here to talk about video games mostly, except for today. We're going to talk a lot more about music, but that's later. First, Alex, you went dark. There's not been a. I mean, hit, let me hit refresh again. Maybe YouTube just is, just isn't working. Nope. There's no Nesdrunk video here. What the hell? Nah. Fuck everyone. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. Uh, sometimes I just gotta, you know, it's, it, I, th- I really think it's healthy to just back off and just, mm-hmm. you know, a- at the risk of sounding self-important, but it's, it's just, you know, it feels good to just back off and just play, play games just for, fu- <laughs> for, fun for fun instead yeah. of for punishment instead of crap like Ultimate Stuntman or Ultimate <laughs> Stuntman, like he's sure. a running back for... Oklahoma University. You right, know. right. I think we made that joke last week. Very good. Yeah, I, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. But hey, you you thought to yourself, he's like, I have to break free. Uh, like Queen. Like Queen once said. And no, so not like that. Queen at all. No? Wasn't a, wasn't a very Queen holiday for you? I mean, you know, I think that's a good idea <laughs> to take, take some time. I like you're, how quickly you backed off from that. You didn't double down. You were just like, no, not like Queen at all. Well, anyway... <laughs> Well, I was, you know, there is a bit of a segue built in there because I started my video oh, on okay. Breakthrough. I'm sorry. I ruined your my... segue. No, you didn't at all, actually. It's, uh, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's uh, well, I ruined fine. it just then. You, there. There you did. <laughs> but no, I I started my Breakthrough video because I've been having some fun. I've been having some fun with the old Nest friends there. I started it with a bit of a, oh, what is this? Breakthrough? Like the Queen song? And it's Break Free. It's a joke that I got. God damn I, it. I, came I ruined up with... it. I'm, I'm sorry. No, it's not. It, but it's not good. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. I think it's good to take a break. I think that that's good because you impress oh, right. me. You really impress me because, you know, all truth be told, you and I we talk we talk a lot. We, there's a lot of there's a lot of backstage talk. Me and the old me and the old snitch drunk are all the time planning, making plans, and uh, I'm like, does this guy ever fucking sleep? Because if you're not here, here's that here's a day with Alex as far as I know, and I know you're you're a hard worker. You got a job, and it, it demands a lot of you. Uh, but it's my day uh, interacting with Alex, I get several links to YouTube videos of the most obscure shit I could ever imagine. I'm like, how does he even find this shit? There's like old baseball plays from 1993, <laughs> just old bloopers. There's people singing in drive-thrus for a reason. It's just random shit. I'm like, how does he even find this shit? And then he'll be like, yeah, I just wrapped up a script for this game that I played for whatever. Like you, you've already you got a video made. Didn't even yeah, know my- when you did that. My, my my head doesn't stop. Uh, my yeah. brain dictates what my what my hands type and what my you know my eyes see and what my 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 mouth says. So mm-hmm. my brain is kind of an asshole. Uh, you know, a lot of the time where I I need to do a lot of things to keep my brain happy, so mm. I don't you know piss it off. Uh, sure. I feel I feel like a slave a lot of the times, to be honest with you, because there's a shitload of stuff I got to do to keep everything in my body happy, uh, like my hands, my eyes, <laughs> and my mouth. It's right. it's honestly a chore. It's really tough. 
Are you um, just explaining a brain to me right now? I feel like yeah, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Well, that's how a brain works, Trav. Mm. Um, I and it's and it's a thing that needs to be maintenance. Ob- you know, uh, it should be obvious to even most gimlet individual that sure. a brain should be very clearly. You know, you gotta keep keep it giving it water. You gotta, gotta give it you water. can't be giving it. I don't even know what to say because I'm so frazzled by your question. I can't even believe that you would even even. dare to ask this question. Man. Uh, Poor your brain. I hope that answers you, your question. It didn't answer anything, but uh, I... I just say, you know, I'm happy you're taking a break. I uh, no, I, I on... you can understand why you need a break though from that. Sure, yeah, like I'm, I'm all the time like, how the hell does this, does this guy ever sleep? You're usually the last person I talk to and the first person I talk to every day. <laughs> so no like, way, really. F-? Usually, so I'm like, what the fuck, man? And you're two hours away, I'm, or two two oh time zones over. I'm like, what the fuck? That's awful, and I can see how that would be true because I'm. <laughs> Up yeah. at like five AM at this mountain time. And exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're like a farmer out in the desert. I don't understand your life. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that because I'm I don't sleep a lot. I don't really need a lot of sleep. Uh or at least I, I haven't needed a lot of sleep. Uh hopefully that won't be a concern later in my life. But <laughs> but um yeah, I don't really need uh so I'm just yeah, here's my sleep. Yeah, I feel like sleep is like a presentation you give in high school where it's like, here's my sleep. What do you think? And my brain's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, cool. I can go on with my life now. Whereas if I present my brain with four hours of sleep, it's like, no, you got to go back to bed. You need to sleep more. Right. It's like, all right, I'll go. I'll, I'll go do that then. And you know, I've not been sleeping happens. well myself and I woke up. Um, yesterday, and I had a pulled muscle in my back from rolling over too hard. That's fun. What? I couldn't breathe in. I couldn't take a deep breath all day because there's like a muscle that I pulled uh, turning over at night. So I'm number one. I'm old, and two. Um, yeah, I threw my back out just in bed. So I yeah. think that needs to be restated. I think you're you're old. Number three. Sure. Uh, that that's pretty. You're you're pretty old. If you're if you're that's like a Sammy Sosa level. Uh, thing that happened to you. Like, you're pulling muscles. You know, uh, Sammy Sosa famously pulled a muscle sneezing. <laughs> right, right. And so, you, you're pulling muscles tossing and turning in bed. Okay? Yeah. So, yeah, you're officially a major league, major league baseball player. <laughs> Congratulations, Trav. You know, actually, that was a very good silver lining. I am very strong, and I'm a major league baseball player after... <laughs> After doing such a thing, um, but yeah, let's hey, let's move it along. I got breakthrough out there on the NES Data East arcade port. Pretty fun. Data East is awesome. David, Data, fun, yeah. I love Data East. They're one of my favorite developers ever. So yeah, and, and it's a it's a early NES port. It's simple game. It's gonna it has a lot of the uh, the accoutrement of an arcade game of the time. <laughs> Not a whole lot of flash and bedazzle. You're going to be putting 10, 12 minutes in that son of a bitch, and you're going to have a good time with it. I so. liked it. I liked what I saw of the footage that you showed. I thought yeah. it was a game that I would like when, you Pretty know, if, if, if I were like 8, 10 years old, I would have really dug that game, and I would have told my friends about it at school and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. I appreciate the uh, yeoman's work you've been doing. with. Thank uh, you so that, much, yeah. Uh, that, that's a, uh, that's that a top-notch rental right there. That's that's the kind of game you just you have a fun weekend with it, just popping around. Yeah, uh, I liked it. Um, okay. It's uh, 
uh, you're in a boat a lot. No, no, you're you're not you're not in a well. You're on a. Man, I don't think there's any boats. Wait. Boats? Oh, you're in a car a lot. Yeah, you're in a car. Yeah. You're not in a boat ever. No, no, not one. I don't think there's a boat in the whole game. If I'm being quite quite honest. Oh come on. You're in not a boat, boat at least some of the time, aren't you? Ne- never a Is boat. Just... Did you watch? A video no i watched no. you but i thought it was a boat like no. that you were in at least some of the levels that switched but you're in a car the whole time all the time buggy a okay. little buggy yeah. yeah all right well anyway <laughs> awkward pause transition hey hold up well actually it's a buggy the whole time. and that's a good transition because we got an email here from our friend ahmad who says hey guys i love the podcast love your channels and i try to keep up with all three as much as possible Alex, your nerd voice is like nails on a chalkboard to me, and I hate it. But I also think it's funny that you can have fun with your detractors. The fact that people were so upset about you using it in a video is hilarious, so please never stop. Thanks, guys. Ahmad Bakari. And that's the right, that's the right uh, attitude to have. F the haters, as they say. Well, actually, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna wind up and do a big. Yeah, well, you did. Actually. Did you throw your back out too? Maybe that's how oh, I did mine. God. I did a sleep well, actually. Throw my back my out. On my <laughs> back. All all the parts are gonna go up. It's not just having fun with detractors. It's having fun with that personality type, basically. Oh, I guess so fun. Yeah. yeah, it's just everybody knows somebody like that. And not only that, but we all know somebody like that uh, in our lives. And we all have a little piece of that, well, actually, in ourselves. There's right. all something that we know we can, you know, correct somebody on or something like that. There's all some. There's always something we can just, well, actually, well, actually something on ourselves. And, uh, yeah. People think uh, they own information, and they're very possessive about it. And, uh, <laughs> That's a very... Uh, you summed it up better than I ever could, Trav. Thank you. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it actually, me. Trav, I don't agree with that. I <laughs> of course that you wouldn't. It oh. should be obvious to anybody that's ever talked on uh, any sort of medium that it should be obvious to Ahmad and Bakari, actually, <laughs> that uh, this video is hilarious, so please never stop. I mean, uh, what the heck has he ever seen that thinks yeah, gives him the right to show? All right, all right I'm done. All right. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, I, Ahmad. I've run out of saliva. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you asked for this, and you got got it but hey we got another email from top spot one two three who's also been a guest here on this very podcast a wonderful guest by the way we should have do i read this one i'll do it i'll do it he says hello drunk friends and that's us by the way alex me and you i just listened yeah that's us we're drunk friends he says i just listened to your interview with forgotten vcr with a high degree of interest i love that guy which one top spot or forgotten vcr oh both (laughs) <laughs> now that you mention it. All right, good, 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 good. Uh, analog VHS is the aesthetic of my youth, and I find media remixing to be an extremely enjoyable type of meta entertainment. Oh, and- I love that guy. <laughs> Which oh, one? Oh, both, meta, now or- that you mention it. Now that you mentioned. Um, but Top, you might like today's guest if you like remixing things because um, that's kind of the it's kind of the theme. Maybe not the same thing you're talking about here, but kind of. Uh, I can't wait to check out his streams. Thank you both for featuring creators in so many diverse fields. Growing up, I worshipped entertainment media and pop culture, but I was taught a healthy amount of skepticism and irreverence by the satire of Mad Magazine and the parodies of Weird Al Yankovic and the Zuckers, Abraham's movies, Airplane and Top Secret. These early... Early pastiches, 
pastiches helped me understand that I shouldn't take popular media too seriously and that you can make fun of something while still loving it. Well, actually, kind of like that. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, I know Trav is a Weird Al fan, even singing a Weird Al song while waiting for Alex in a recent episode. That was the one where you came back to talk about uh, oh, yeah. alcohol. Yeah, it was a good time. Of course. Uh, and Alex's love of... Um, Mystery Science Theater. I, yeah, I was... 3000. <laughs> I was figuring out a way to say MSTK3K or whatever, but I, Mystery Science Theater 3000. All, all, it's, well, it's one letter at a time, Trav. It's MST3K. I should it's, have. It's, I got it's excited. the letters and then a number and then another, then another, another letter. Then another letter That's, there at the end there, isn't yeah, it? Okay. That's how it works. Right. It's not Master Combat 3 or whatever. It's not. <laughs> um, but your love of that, Alex, is well documented. Uh-huh. Even mentioning riff tracks and the uh-huh. lesser known, the film crew. So you're you're in deep on the MST3K. Uh-huh. I'd like you guys to talk about any other favorite media that either doesn't take itself too seriously or that pokes holes in the self-seriousness of others. Uh, okay. Are there any parody movies you love or early adult swim shows you remember fondly? Doesn't have to be comedic. For instance, I really love well-done mashup music. Hey, we got that coming later. When popular songs get re-recorded in a different genre. Once again, that's uh, that guest today top uh, top spot. If you're a Metallica yeah. fan, you're gonna you're gonna really love it. Yeah. Um. Let's pause there for a second and talk about. Do you have any? Does anything come to mind for you, Alex? Are there any uh, parody movies and stuff of the like that uh, you really like? Yeah, Hot Shots, Hot Shots, and Part oh, Two. Love Hot. Uh, yes, those were amazing when I was a kid. Uh, yes. I really loved Hot Shots Part Two. I saw it in the theater with my dad and my brother, and I laughed my ass off. They yeah. were incredible. Yes, I still get turned on every time I see an egg fry. That's <laughs> that's that's what that movie did. For, that, that's a scene in the movie for those that are yeah. It's uh, it's great. That's a good I, answer. And it's it's why people like Charlie Sheen really because he was in that movie. <laughs> why he was able to get away with being a dick for decades is because yeah. he was in uh, Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part Two. And uh, yeah, it's that movie was. Though both those movies were. Laugh out so loud funny. funny. Oh man, yeah. I uh, it's one of the f- uh, my dad loves comedies, uh, especially uh, Naked Gun style comedies, like parodies of other things. So my dad always brought us to Naked Gun, Naked Gun Two and a Half, uh, Thirty Three and a Third, Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part Two. Uh, we saw all those in the theater, and it was tremendous. It was so much fun to see those uh, with my dad and my brother, and. Uh, it was the only time I ever heard uh, people laughing out loud, you know, in a theater like that. It was crazy. Um, I remember going with my friend afterward to see, you know, movies just by ourselves. And we we went and saw Beavis and Butthead do America, I remember. Uh, mm. my, friend, my friend Dustin and I. Uh, and nobody was laughing. What? Like, me and him were, were the, Yeah, me and him were the only ones laughing in the theater. And we were cracking up like crazy. Like, that movie is hilarious, especially, like, the whacking in my trailer oh, stuff yeah. with when Mr. Anderson. When they meet Anderson. their dads. Oh, yeah. So good parts. <laughs> that <laughs> stuff is... That will never not be funny. Like, the, there's no universe I want to live in where that's not funny. And that's... <laughs> it's just... You know, it's we're looking. I was looking around, like, what the heck is? Where am I? What what planet am I on? Like, why is nobody laughing? 
And I realized I was the weird one for laughing out loud in the theater. And I remember seeing stuff like, ad- even stuff like Adaptation, uh, Charlie Kaufman written re- movie with uh, uh, Nicolas Cage as the lead for the both the twins. And it was a great movie, but there are some seriously funny parts that are just hilariously stupid. And where, you know, Nicolas Cage is just being Nicolas Cage, and he's just, like, lashing out at stuff. It's right at the beginning. Me and my friend Gretchen at the time, we're just laughing. We're just, like, cackling like assholes <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> and then we look around, and there's just, like, nobody else laughing. We're just like, oh, it's your loss. I don't care. That's always <laughs> the worst. Just, yeah, it's it's a terrible feeling. But at the time, you know, it's just, like, fine. I don't care. Like, you get over it pretty quickly, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's... I've not seen Adaptation. I need to watch it. Adaptation's really, it's it's really good. It's Charlie Kaufman. It's, he's such a good writer. Uh, He's come up with some really bizarre shit, and that's... Yeah. Probably Being John the, Malkovich is one of my favorite movies. So, oh yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. That that's my favorite of his by far. Uh, adaptations up there with Being John Malkovich, I would say. Uh, for and sure. Then the, yeah. Uh, new. What is it called? Synodoc, New York, or something like that, with Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman. That one is fucked up beyond belief. Not seen but that. Anyway, not that's seen another that. one. That's right up, on. But for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the movie realm too. I like I love the mockumentary uh, area. I love that. Yeah. I love improv when they when they can make improv into something that's improv is not meant to be forever. It's supposed to be it's supposed to make an, an in house crowd laugh once and then you move on to the next thing. But then you got people like Christopher Guest, Michael McKean <laughs> out there, sort of I don't know, kind of usurping the the improv um, scene of what it was at the time and, and making really good movies out of improv like spinal tap which is phenomenal and it's funnier if you go because a lot of people are like i don't really get spinal t- i don't get it like i watch it, i don't really get it yeah, this guy's a real band like that's the impressive thing about it is because I, I don't think a lot of people know that most of those scenes are just one time take you know improv out of your ass commentary and uh it's it sticks it's that's why it's so funny so that like best in show and and uh, waiting for Guffman, anything Fred Willard's in, I love that kind of that kind of parody. And mockumentaries are like, I know that's like the Weird Al of of TV, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I really like that kind of stuff, especially yeah, the, when well, I'm impressed spinal, by their improv skills. Everybody should see Spinal Tap. That's that should be required viewing for everybody. It's one of the all time best movies ever made. It's so freaking funny. I my. My first, my face hurts from laughing at yeah. that movie. And the music it's is like, actually good. Like they're, they're actually is. talented musicians. Yeah, Stonehenge, and, where the demons dwell, or whatever. and you get Harry Shearer in there randomly, which is great. <laughs> yeah. He's the bassist. Oh, and you get the you get the metal detector scene with Harry Shearer. You get uh, <laughs> the eleven. The this, this yep. well, this amp goes to eleven. You get that yep. scene. You get oh the god. It it doesn't end with with spinal tap it's and you get fred just, willard again that guy and you get fred willard yeah you get fred willard bef- way before he was fred willard he's so underrated in yeah. my opinion the more he the, was I've just gotten in, older he's been funnier and funnier he, he was in a season 12 episode of king of the hill that we just watched oh, and fred willard appeared as fred willard basically like he <laughs> he looked like himself and i think they did that as as a tribute to him because 
it's awesome <laughs> he's so funny because you know dude in best in show when he's just riffing on those dogs <laughs> that the is the best thing ever yeah him and uh jason bateman that's a bold strategy i don't think it was that was that was dodgeball was he in, wait was wait, he in dodgeball, was dodgeball? Oh, wait Hold i thought on. that was i thought that was uh was well, well, Jason Bateman was was in Dodgeball, but oh, okay. I don't. I thought that was from freaking what do you call it? Um, uh, and Best in Show. That's that's another British actor who's playing the dog. Oh, expert. that's Gary Cole. That's who that is. Okay, never mind. That's my bad. Um, that's Gary Cole. That's uh, in Dodgeball. The, yeah, yeah. That the dude that played uh uh TPS report uh, what guy. You, what, what's his name? Yeah, the um office space guy oh what yeah the fuck is his name lumberg lumberg yeah there we go okay yeah yeah that's my bad i'm sorry no, it's okay uh, it's okay yeah i mean the he, similar similar scenes fred is uh improving his though which is just great just great okay well, let's move on we got more of this email <laughs> holy shit he says <laughs> uh besides those that i already mentioned i can remember a few others that i enjoyed growing up there was a canadian show that used to air on nickelodeon called turkey television one of the recurring segments that i most remember was when they took old flash gordon film serials and edited and redubbed them for comic effect another show that aired around the same time that did a similar thing was mad movies with the la connection where the whole premise was recutting and dubbing an old movie to make it a half hour comedy and much later i fell in love with an utterly stupid movie Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. It oh, yeah. Become a, yeah, that's classic. It's become a cult classic with my friends and family and truly gets funnier the more we watch it. Anyhow, thanks for all that you do. Keep up the great work. Top. Thanks for the email, Top. I love talking about stuff like that. If I could talk about mo- improv and movies, even though I'm not a trained actor or a good improvisationalist, I could do it all day. Just fascinated with those people that can do that. Well, we, we watch enough of it where, like, you know, Space Ghost is the ultimate example of recontextualizing, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and making it something completely different, uh, you know, with Space Ghost and Zorak and, and Moltar and all those folks <laughs> turning it into a talk show and all that kind of crap. It's it's brilliant. It's a brilliant, brilliant idea from the ground up. Um, and the fact that it worked as well as it did for as many years as it did is is amazing and i love i love it that much more for it so that's really the go-to example for me personally um do you have one any at all of it just like anything oh. that's been recontextualized oh, recontextualized like, re recycled like old stuff that's been remade in some yeah way. i'm i'm going to go the music route and uh as you know again we have our we have our guest today who does a fair bit of this but a, a youtube channel that i came across and really really enjoy is bill mcclintock and he does a lot of mashups of how do i know that name music it's a pretty popular youtube channel mm-hmm. um and i'm actually i'm not sure if it's his or not but there's one that they do a mashup of uh, rats round and round with "Heard It Through the Grapevine," and <laughs> that's it, how I know it. I've I know I've heard this guy before. Yeah, I know I, his, I've yeah, seen this channel before. Yeah, it was he's Bill McClintock. done like yeah, he's done like uh, Megadeth with Michael Jackson and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. That shit yeah, rules to me. Oh, oh, that's what I heard. The most recent one I heard was uh, uh, Huey Lewis in the News with <laughs> James Hetfield. <laughs> he did Hip to be Sandman. Just hip, hip to be Square, 
yeah. with uh, James Hetfield singing uh, <laughs> Sandman. And he, the, you know, sometimes some of these things are just as simple as uh, photoshopping James Hetfield onto Huey Lewis's face. It really is. Sometimes <laughs> it's just that quick. You just put James Hetfield on there and you put James Hetfield in the news, sports, and you just press play that's all it is and it works i loved it yeah i recommend heard it round and round the grapevine very good <laughs> so yeah that, that would be my example of a recontextualization <laughs> all right uh we have one more email here this is from brendan and brendan i i did some research for you for this email so let's get to it hello drunk friend which is actually the proper way to greet huh? us because it's the drunk friend oh, yeah. podcast. So I guess it would be. Yeah. That's, so. that's our that's our name. Yeah. Yep. Credit credit to Brendan there. Uh, he says Merry yeah. Christmas and uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours, Brendan. <laughs> yeah. We hope it was Merry good. Christmas, Brendan. I was supposed to go to a festival of grunge cover artists last Friday night, but unfortunately fell asleep on the couch when I got home from work. Major <laughs> bummer. I had taurined myself up and everything, and I don't know what that means. Is he doing drugs, Alex? What is a t- probably. What does that mean? Brandon, I looked don't up, do drugs. I think it's fish oil. Isn't that taurine? I don't know. It's protein? Uh, I think it's bull urine. It's bull urine. You're based Taurus. I see what you're doing there, and I like it. Taurin, yeah, there you taurin, go. Taurus taurin, yeah. urine. Taurus urine. Sorry, taurin. Brandon. I hope you didn't um, yeah, I hope you you didn't drink bull urine. It got me thinking, though. In hey, relation, wait a second. What? You read all the emails, and you didn't give me a chance to read the email. I paused for three seconds. And uh, there's <laughs> silence. Oh, okay. All right. And so I was like, you, I you gave your, you, that's your excuse. You gave me a, 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 an you in you and I didn't take it. Well, it got me thinking, though, in relation to your previous conversations about grunge, what do you guys think about some of the greats' later albums or comebacks? I thought Alice in Chains 2013, The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here, was a great album. I saw them live around this time, and even without Lane Staley, put on a great show. It appears they've since released an even newer album in 2018, although I didn't even realize that existed until I started writing this email. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a roller coaster for you, Brendan. I'm sorry. Additionally, uh, Soundgarden's 2012 King Animal is well worth a listen. It's a shame we'll get no more. I will stop here and say that uh, King Animal is one of my all-time favorite albums like of anything ever. It's it's so good. It's uh, it's become one of the a big time like sentimental album for me because it was what I was listening to when I adopted my dog, when I first moved into my condo and lived on my own. Uh, uh, first owned my own thing basically, and it was really just kind of a special time for me. So I love king animal cool um looking forward to your he goes on to say oh i'm sorry do you have king animal thoughts trav (laughs) no not specifically i do enjoy it though and i i remember buying it when it came out because i was so excited soundgarden's back Woo! did you like i mean did you think it was up to the up to the snuff did you like it like i loved the i loved a few tracks on it i don't know if i don't know it's hard to it's just it's hard you to beat like some it. of those okay. classics. So if you, if you're hesitant, you don't like it. It's hard to top those classics. I like "Been Away Too Long" though. That's a really good song. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. I agree. I don't. Hey, I'm not. I'm not trying to rain on your parade. I no, 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 fine no. Album. It's, it's a okay. Fine album. I have oh, nothing bad Brendan to say from, about it. Wait a second. This is Brendan from Retro Game On. Um, okay. This is this is our friend. 
Uh, looking forward to your thoughts. Keep up the good work, and don't forget to drink some water before you go to sleep. Yeah, Alex. <laughs> That's a really good advice. <laughs> it really is. Um, That's really good advice, Brendan. Thank you. And he's he, Retro Game On is a channel I've been watching for years and years. He's anybody listening, please go watch his channel. He's been so informative about. Uh, he he's a fellow from Australia, and he's such a good kid. He's, and I can call him a kid because I know he's younger than me because he talks about school and stuff. But well, Andy has a fucking mustache from. Yeah, this dude is. Uh, he's one of my favorite people. He's. I love his whole thing. He does racing games primarily because that's what he likes. He he does what he likes to do, and I love that. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he's Thanks, he's Brennan. one of my favorite channels. He um, and it has been for years. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's fantastic, and it's great to get an email from a guy that's uh, number yeah. one has a cool channel like Thanks that. For also, email us again, Brendan. Top, I'm gonna say top top mustache on YouTube. I'm, I'm gonna be oh bold yeah, I'm gonna, I'm I, I think it's long that. gone now. I think he's clean cut, and I think he's really? got a haircut now. But sorry, I haven't, uh, I haven't kept yeah. up as lately. But uh, it's okay. Well, I missed the mustache. mustache, Brendan. Uh, I was going to answer this email by saying, like, I I don't know of any other. I think he listed all of the highlights for me personally. So he listed really? the he listed the devils, uh, the devil put dinosaurs here. He listed the 2018 Alice in Chains, which I thought was okay. He got King Animal in here. Those are the ones that I kept track of. So I went to my guy. I have a guy. This is Pawn Stars, Uh-oh. by the way. We have a guy. You know, if you bring in a a toaster, we got a toaster guy. We'll go talk to him, see what this is worth. Mm. So. I went to my music guy because I got a guy, Jake, who was uh, the former co-host with me over on Polykill for for years, and I would qualify him as a music expert in some circles. He wrote for some magazines. He did some publications. He's he's done some interviews with some with some metal bands and stuff like that. He knows his stuff. I'm just trying to say he's got cred. Okay, I was like, hey man, <laughs> do you know of any bands that if someone were looking for some what you might call latent grunge? They might enjoy. So maybe some new stuff. Maybe it's not old Soundgarden, or maybe it's not new uh, or new Soundgarden or new Alice in Chains or new whatever. Uh, but maybe it's somebody that embodies the sound. Here are some bands for you. We got Red Fang, which is a band I do enjoy. Uh, Loathe. Just Loathe. That's an early '90s band. Yeah. Sure, sound. but they're still around. Come on. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean so- like I mean like they they sound like they'd be an early '90s band. Oh loathe. yeah. I mean well, loathe name like loathe. Like, yeah. Uh, I just can't. Buy, I can't muster the energy to be around. So we're just loathe. Just so loathe. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, sorry. I, this I is like your vibe. I'm sorry. They're inside the music interview. Took forever because it was just constant I vocal fry. Know. Yeah. It's like every doing- Sonic. Every Sonic Youth interview ever. With, oh, like, that's a good more. point. Those and guys really. Like, I just can't get over the questions you're asking. They're so. Anyway, sorry. I'm yeah, those guys I'm are just, never I, excited I'm just being to talk. a dick. I'm sorry. You are. You are. Uh, <laughs> 68 is another band. Just just like you were typing out the year 68, you huh? put that little apostrophe up there. Boom, 68. Really? Helms Ali. You know that one? Are you, you going to make fun are of that? Are you asking one? me? I, I did phrase it as a question, did I not? Helms yeah. Alley? It's Helms like Helms Deep and then A L E E. Like Hunter Hearst Helmsley King. That's actually a good way to remember it. Say Hunter yeah. Hearst Helmsley, but fuck it up real good. Sandrider. Now that one's that's easy to, to look up. Sandrider. 
Torch, but with an E, okay? Like Torche. Like somebody says something, you're like, hey, Touche, but, but don't French? say it correctly. Say Torche? Young Widows. Huh? Oh, he's got big business on here. I've seen them live. They opened for uh, Melvin's way back in the day. They're legit. They're awesome. Yeah. They're big business is the next band. I'm it's sorry. Good, I cut you off. It's a good there. piece of big business. They say. Yeah, the there stage. you go. <laughs> and Old Man Gloom, which is a little more noisy, I admit, but it's gloomy and that's grunge. It's 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 glunge. But yeah, there you go. There are your recommendations, everyone. So thank you, Jake, for piping in and giving some of these grunge lovers something to loathe. I see what you did there. I, you know, I'm trying to I'm be watching. I'm watching your cursor on the on the sheet here. Oh, good. Uh, okay. So so that, then that's you been know, emails. You, you, you know what's next then. I do, yeah. Do you think you know metal music? You think you know Metallica? I bet our guest today has you beat. State of Mercury will be joining us in a second. His YouTube channel is kind of unique, especially compared to what we normally feature here. He reworks Metallica's music by taking a song from one album, making it sound like it was recorded on a different album. Crazy. It works with Metallica. It doesn't sound like it would work with other bands, but it works with Metallica because each of their albums sound completely different from one another. Like Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Justice for All Black album, they all sound completely different. Even Load. This guy even does Load, for God's sake. Listen to this guy. He's an amazing channel. He deserves it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Get down. There's a bomb. Get down now. Oh, God. Oh God! There's get a to bomb. Get the chopper now! There's a bomb! <laughs> no! Get down! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Sorry, I went full Arnold there. I didn't expect to go full Arnold. I went full uh, Arnold. You never go full Arnold. <laughs> now we gotta have him on. Oh shit! We had Stallone on, didn't we? Now yeah. we gotta have Arnold. Damn. Hi, this is Michelle from PD's Power Hour, a podcast where you can find cool gaming content creators and or gaming enthusiasts discuss all things alcohol. Check it out if you're interested in learning more about what's in your glass and the process that got it there. Available everywhere podcasts are heard and on polymedianetwork.com. Drink well, my friends. Bye. Right, State of Mercury or Calvin, thanks for joining the Drunk Friend Podcast. How you doing tonight? Great, man. I just, you know, happy to be here. Happy to have some human interaction because, uh, you know, I'm in Canada, so the uh, the COVID is running wild, yeah. and I have not seen human beings in months, so it's good. Jeez, you're just up there in your in your shack, blaring Metallica, scaring all the moose. Yeah, drinking maple syrup, all that, you know. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Drinking mols- Molson ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. So your your channel is, for anyone that doesn't know, it's uh, you amazingly are able to replicate some Metallica album sounds. And this is like the niche of niche things, which is why you're on this podcast, because we love niche of niche. Oh, you know what it. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing what you're able to do. You're able to replicate Master of Puppets sound, Ride the Lightning sound, Kill Em All sound, and particularly ju- and Justice for All album sound, which is yeah. unbelievable. Um, is anyone associated with with Metallica aware of what you're doing, and has anyone contacted you? Um, actually, no. It, like, not that I'm aware of. I've heard that like Kirk is pretty plugged in. 
So I I did a podcast like last year, but the guy never posted it. It was for um oh what was his podcast called? Um Speak and Destroy. He does like a Metallica related podcast, I guess. And he told me that he was like, it's likely because I guess he's inside. The, he was um, he worked for much music, I guess, before or like MTV. Yeah. So um, he was like, it's pretty likely that somebody's probably heard it. But yeah, no one's reached out at, at this point. Anyway. Well, how has Lars not shut this down yet? In an angry well, <laughs> yeah, and that's just it. Right. Like, you know, they claim all my videos anyways, for the most part. But like I'm around every corner. I'm just looking for Lars. I'm like, oh, God, when's he coming to get me? You know, <laughs> you look in your rearview mirror and he's like, Lars, you see that Lars face like scowling at you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just doing unnecessary things with his tongue. Like he's always looking some part of his own mouth and you're like yeah, hey, yeah. what's going on with that? he's like looking around at the sky all weird sticking so, out a bit <laughs> by the way speak and destroy is the best name for a metallica podcast if Isn't i it, oh though? that's awesome yeah, yeah if it's i thought so of good. speak and destroy i would have to make the podcast without nothing else to go on and be like well we have to do it we have the name yeah yeah you just have to do it yeah <laughs> i would call mine sad but true I would just, <laughs> that's your autobiography <laughs> <laughs> that's my autobiography yeah, exactly thank you trav that's, that's very sweet what is what's your history with metallica what's your what's the first album how did you discover them and how how old were you oh i i was like a baby my dad was a massive fan like nice. just always blasting in his car and like i remember being a kid and being like annoyed at how loud he was <laughs> blasting it but like i love that yeah yeah and like my oldest memory is like coming home from a hockey practice with like battery blasting on the radio and i was like five that's um, awesome. So yeah, yeah, he was he was total metal dad. He liked all the all the, you know like Skid Row and Metallica and Sabbath and all that. Like he was just super into it. So that's how I got into that stuff. And um, I think like the first album I probably would have really got into was like the Load Reload era stuff because um, like I was born in '93, right? So it would have been like around the most when I was a kid, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, I, I need you to rate on a scale of uh, one to ten. What uh, scale of hockey hair was your dad's at at that point? Was it one to ten? Probably like a probably like a nine. <laughs> so he's he's up there. I love yeah. that. So he's like Zap Rousdower. Yeah, is, yeah. Does he have the mustache going? Does he does he have like a, a beard? Like what? Um, you he need had, to fill he, in the blanks here. He he had the goatee going. Like oh, when he was nice. younger, though, like he was full like into like the glam metal stuff so there's like pictures of yeah. him with like bon jovi hair with like oh my God. zebra jeans on and oh stuff my like yeah, God. yeah yeah he was he was into it he was deep like real deep <laughs> that's awesome you hear that trav that's that sounds like you yeah i've got the mullet Big going time. i got the mullet going i just need a denim jacket and some leather pants and i'm, I'm getting close guys i've almost go. fully hey, transformed some sounds aviators. like you need more denim yeah i do <laughs> I do for sure. Have you seen Metallica in concert? Certainly you have. Yeah, yeah. I've seen them uh, twice now. Um, once at like in Montreal at like, so it was uh, like a festival called Heavy Montreal. And that was like when they were doing the Metallica by request concerts. So it was like, damn, every banger, like from like they opened with like blackened. And then the second song was like Master of Puppets. And then it was Ride the Lightning and Justice for All. Like it was just like pure chaos like it was amazing and then i saw them on the um hardwired tour in like 2017 and it it was okay it wasn't as good but it it was it was pretty pretty banging nice so yeah that sounds freaking awesome so have you guys seen them 
I saw him back in my, they were my first concert back in uh January I will never forget the day is January 29th 1997 at the Damn. Target Center in Minneapolis and this was during the load tour and it was a, and this is back in the day when you had to like wait in line at a freaking grocery store to um get tickets wow. to to see a band. Yeah, this is like the Ticketmaster days. It's freaking sucked, but <laughs> um I hated doing that, but um the show itself was unbelievable. It was just they really at that point Metallica really knew how to like play to an audience because that was the tour where they did the big thing where the whole stage blows up. Oh, and like, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like a guy from like a noose come down or something like that. Yeah. And <laughs> wow. Like a and and a guy on fire run across. And I was like, oh my god! Like everything. And they went pretended wrong. that was part of the show. They're like, this yeah. is all. And they we were like, oh that. shit. And then James comes out later and is like, oh, we just had to play plug in our old amps. Is that okay? And it's like ten times louder. Than <laughs> yeah, I remember. I think I saw like the, the like the Cunning Stunts DVD or whatever yes. it is. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then they got the guy running on fire, and like everyone just looks like horrified in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was so much fun. And Jason was amazing. Jason was Newstead back then was just an animal, and he freaking yeah. like went out into the crowd and yeah it was just yeah, awesome it was we, so much we fun. miss newstead for sure we, we, really, we knew, miss yeah him. we uh, <laughs> much respect to uh trujillo but newstead was the man yeah yeah sure. he, he he was amazing yeah he but, had great stage presence that was the thing i oh, f- really liked about for him. sure oh. yeah just barking into the microphone and mm-hmm. like he they get so into it and he's like sweating like dripping sweat everything you give he gives it all on the stage right like Oh, Truly. for sure, and he—they let him sing, uh, uh, sing a whiplash on stage, and oh my god, that was like a moment for me, like as like like fourteen-year-old me singing that on stage or in the crowd, you know, watching Newstead sing that as part of the Kill 'Em All medley that they did. They did that sh- that show was absolutely unreal, but yeah, it was so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw them in. Um, I saw them twice as well. Once in two thousand nine, which is kind of a mixed bag of of memories because i that was the concert that um the girl went missing if you recall that being a big yeah. thing, uh, metallica concert morgan harrington and i was i was at that concert so the show wow. was awesome but the memories of like my my mental association with that concert is not as great because of all the tragedy surrounding it but um it was when the tickets went on sale it was during like the economic downturn so metallica made all the tickets um pretty cheap so you could get online real fast and order like right up against the rail for like a hundred bucks so wow i did and i didn't really have like a hundred bucks still a lot of money in 2009 for me I'm like a barely a grad student but i i saw the value so i got online at like 10 o'clock oh three seconds and hit refresh until it let me in got four tickets my future wife actually is was uh accompanied me on that um and it was great we were right up against the handrail and they were taking turns at the mic in front of us and throwing picks at us and it was great it was awesome (laughs) it's amazing and and then yeah then i went to the the on the hardwire tour and i saw them in a place where the acoustics kind of sucked i couldn't hear james at all it was just blaring loud you know metallica music and i could kind of hear like like in the background i'm like is he sick today (laughs) or is it just not plugged in like it just wasn't as good of a of of an experience as the first one but uh hey when you see metallica you can only complain so much in my opinion yeah 
and, and like you know I, I actually remember that on the hardwired tour they like i remember it was ridiculously loud i had like and i was in i think i was in the roger center in toronto and like wow yeah yeah and like or no was like the air canada center one of the big arenas there and it was like yeah still just like the guitars and like like lars's drums are just so loud that like (laughs) you can't really even tell if he's singing like yeah you can hear like the like the reverb of him yelling but you can't really hear the actual like direct line of him singing (laughs) my older sister uh who's 10 years older than me she saw metallic the metallica guns and roses tour at the metrodome which was just a disaster because it was just you know it was one band on one end of the dome and then the other band at the other end and it was just it sounded she i remember her describing it, it was like i couldn't hear what anybody was saying <laughs> it's like god damn it's like that sounds awesome but awful also but yeah well i think yeah. they, those riots right in uh, i think that was up here in montreal when uh, yes. james caught fire and then james caught fire they had <laughs> yeah, they had to cut the show short, and then Axel threw a fit because he couldn't hear himself on the monitors, and then everybody <laughs> went insane, and yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Good, it's a good story. <laughs> yeah, it's history. That, that was that. Uh, that was that tour. Yeah, my sister is. Yeah, she's seen a lot of crap like that, but. Um, so what are, I'm okay, let's cut to the chase here. How the heck do you get that guitar sound? And the, it's really the guitar sound. Um, cause you're not singing obviously, but for the, you know, you're, you're capturing that sound for each album, but you're able to get it for drums, bass, and all the production all across the board. Uh, how are you able to do that? Is it just like, uh, pedals like bar stuff or i forget well, like, what the, those things are called yeah yeah if you like it depends you know if you, it's open to debate amongst my fans <laughs> you know some guys will come in or rather haters um so, you know, a lot of them will yeah. come in and be like it's just a computer doing everything and all that and like I'll, you know i'll admit i do it all on the computer obviously it's the only way you can do this kind of crap but yeah like um and then there's like the plug-in bias effects, which just like matches the tone for you and all that. And oh, again, okay. yeah, you know, like I'll admit that at first I did do that sort of stuff because I didn't know what I was doing. Along the way, I figured out you know different plugins I can use and all that. And basically, it's just you know an amp sound and then a lot of EQ on everything. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, and so, do you have to just scoop the mid like crazy on the justice stuff, and then yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> mids, low mids on, on puppets. Yeah, yeah, puppets. You get a little more, little more crispy. Like, hot. well, it depends. Like, there, yeah, there's just a nasty scoop out of the injustice for all stuff. You're, you know, I don't understand why they did that. Like, I, I get that they're mourning because Cliff died, and you know, it's it's tough. But like, Jesus, that's that sound is so bizarre to me like you know it, when you when you look at it from like a, a place way after the fact and just listen to it as like just an album as just you know like after you listen to like like oh i'm gonna listen to some david bowie i'm gonna listen to some you know brian ferry or something like that here's here's metallica and justice for all and then you listen to it and you hear the guitars and you hear how dry the drums sound and they're like clicking practically yeah and it's like how the heck like how did they even get the sound first of all 
And like, why did they think this was a good idea? Yeah, right? <laughs> it's, like, like, yeah. it's crazy sounding. Like, I've never heard anything else come close to sounding like that. No, it's super unique. And like, not even just to Metallica, like to anything. Yeah. It's so unique. Yeah. Crazy. It reminds me, it makes me think of... Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think of anything else. It's not, you know, it's like the metal scene nowadays sounds like, uh, you know, something that's just doing. I'm trying to think of some bands like Mastodon and that all that kind of stuff. Uh, Lamb of God. None, none of those bands are like, we need that justice sound. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, that's completely unique to Metallica. Yeah. And like, you know, and um some of them like get harder to do like when you actually get to like where they're using real tones and stuff like that like you know black album you know it, it's a, kind of an easy tone to get because it's uh, there's a lot of information out there about the black album but when you get to like load reload then you start messing around with different kinds of amps and things like the justice tone tends to be actually pretty easy to like capture because like Again, there there's a good amount of notes about that stuff too, but like you know, you just cut out a lot of the the middle and like you said, right? And then you, yeah, you're pretty good. Like you could probably take any regular, really distorted guitar tone and just cut the mids right out of it, and you get like a pretty close tone to the justice tone, anyways. Be honest, you're just using a boss metal zone, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guitar yeah. talk, folks. We're just talking yeah. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> How the heck are you able to get James's uh, downstrokes like that, that? I've been playing for I've been playing for like 20 years. Like I've been playing since I was like eight, right? So yeah, um, um, lot of practice and a lot of playing Metallica, obviously. Um. S- so um, the, the downstrokes come pretty easy to me at this point, but um, you know sometimes it feels like you're getting like carpal tunnel or something because it's just so <laughs> fast, yeah. right? He's uh, an animal. Like you know, it, it, you watch him live, uh, and you know even on like binge and purge and stuff like that, uh, it's like this is how you're supposed to play. Like oh, this is the you know this is kind of a blueprint of what you're supposed to do yeah and you like, know, um, like even that you mentioning that it's like that's also a part of getting some of like the sound of the guitar too right is being right. able to uh, like replicate as best as possible the down picking that he does because it's always like all of his down picks are like e- even but they're all like really really hard and even instead of all over the place right but it's like bam 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 where like most people are kind of like bam 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 you know it's like not as it's not as like Like uh, dynamic i guess yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) but so like like that it does play a part in it because like it does make the amp sort of sound a certain way too when you really really strike the string like that yeah do you have a preferable set of strings that you use for this kind of stuff like uh ernie ball or something like that you know what lately uh, just because the ernie ball come in like a like a five pack i've been using those lately like mm. just the regular slinkies but so like, yeah. it's like the 10 10 to 46 gauges and um but usually i'm using the ghs boomers which are like really really good for metal stuff and they stay in tune they're like i love them and they're cheap they're really really cheap <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's great yeah. <laughs> i love that's that awesome yeah yeah it's all really fascinating i have to ask like at what point did you kind of discover 
Well, I, I guess maybe we'll take it back to the beginning of the YouTube channel. Like when you set that up, and I know your first video was um, a rework that you did. Did you have plans for doing more right there? Or was it just like, hey, I made this cool thing. I was bored one day. I've listened to Metallica my whole life. And one day I was like, I'm going to make my own Metallica. And so you did and you <laughs> uploaded it and it got really popular. And it was then you were like, I'm going to do more. Or did you kind of always have plans to to do this? Yeah, no, uh, your first part there was exactly right. I just posted one. I, I downloaded like a like a drum plugin, and it came with a Black Album-esque drum kit on it. So I'm like, oh, whatever. So I was messing around with it. I'm like, I wonder if I can make, you know, Master Puppets on Black Album. Let's give that a try. And then I made it, and then I didn't really... I had like a really bad computer and like no space to save anything. So I was like, well, I'm just going to post it online then, and I'll leave it there. And if I want to listen to it, I'll go listen to it back <laughs> off of YouTube, I guess. And then, like, you know, okay, so this part's, like, a little weird, but, like, I'm not superstitious, really, but... So my dad passed away about a year after posting that, and I hadn't got any views on it. Like, I got, like, like 100 views, maybe, maybe 200 or something like that. So my dad, the giant Metallica fan, passes away, and literally, like, two weeks after that, my channel just blew up. Wow. Like, I got, like, 100,000 views on, on that video, wow. and then I was like, well... I guess people like this. And then I discovered the other channels that were already doing it. Like there's um, Guitar Raz and um, oh, Krebel yeah, Star, I think the guy's name is. And, yeah, yeah, Krebel Star. And um, so I was like, oh, there is kind of a niche going on here. I didn't realize there was this like underground fake Metallica thing going on. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I guess some people really, really, really like that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, was, I started doing that. I think I posted like uh, Wherever I May Roam on Injustice for All, which I really, really need to redo because it's kind of amateur sounding <laughs> at this point. But um, yeah, yeah, that that's exactly it. It was just like post a random one, got kind of popular. Might as well keep posting more, I guess, see what I can do. Hey, that's cool, Man. and yeah, that's it's it is a coincidental uh, and odd timing that that it just took off like that. But uh, we're glad that it did because you know without that, uh, we probably don't end up finding it and talking to you. So um, it's it's all really incredible stuff. I really want to shout out the uh, the one that you put out later or earlier this week. The X going to give it to you DMX mashup you did recently oh, yeah. with uh, Sad But True. That yeah. shit has been on repeat for me for the last few days. I mean, RIP DMX, but holy shit, that mashup, it just seems so natural for that song and those two songs to match up. You did a hell of a job with that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, even my um, my friend, doesn't he doesn't like metal or Metallica or anything. Even he messaged me and he was like, man, this thing slaps. <laughs> yeah. nice i'm like yeah, i don't know awesome. what that means exactly but i think that means it's good <laughs> oh yeah it's yeah definitely yeah i think when i <laughs> sent it to uh every friend that i had that i knew would appreciate it i got responses that said something along the lines of either a fire emoji or this slaps which i i assumed that all that's good yeah yeah <laughs> well i appreciate it man i appreciate sharing it and all that um that one was fun and honestly i made it like the morning he died, obviously. So I was like, I I saw that and I was like, I've got an idea. Let's see what song I can find that I can just fit that song over because that's such a jam, right? Yeah, and that that actually leads me to my next question is because I thought, you know, maybe maybe your reworks and the mashups are are different. I'm too ignorant to know, but it seemed like that one particular in particular came together pretty quick. But I also imagine this whole process is tedious. Like you're you're matching up beats and sounds and keys and trying to get it to all work together. Was that one just kind of naturally easy? Are some of these really difficult to assemble? Yeah, yeah. It really it varies, and it not just on like 
the song or anything or the album. Sometimes it's just like, you know, mindset and all that sort of stuff. But the, the, the DMX one came together like, yeah, really fast, obviously. Like it was up the next day, right? So mm-hmm. that, that was really, really fast. But that was just like layering the, like, the instrumental for sad but true with the vocal on top so all my only real job there was cutting up the vocal to fit right so that that came together real nice but yeah there are some projects that like i start i can't even get it to begin working so i'm like i'll do this later like the dire's eve on ride the lightning that i just did that one like i told i said i was going to do that last year like early last year and then i was like i can't i don't know how to make this work so i I waited a year (laughs) to restart and then the other like two weeks ago i'm like man i have a really good idea for that okay bam posted so yeah um but then there are other ones where i really do work like a whole week and then there are some that only take like two days it it depends on how inspired i am like sometimes you sit down and you you know you want to get it done and but i don't know if it's like an expectations thing like if i think people like me it's probably something with me where i'm like i don't know if this is gonna sound good people are gonna like it and then like at the end of the day i'm just like you know what it's not all about likes it's not all about views it's just about making something good right so yeah no it's definitely a mental thing i think um like you you go like spanning tons of eras too like creeping death on death magnetic um king nothing on uh or no king nothing on saint anger is not that bad but like uh (laughs) just what you know some of the stuff you you span out to is insane like and it's not just like plug this in and play this it's like it's way more than that because you're doing a lot more than that you actually rearrange some of these songs uh you add a lot to them like uh you're creeping death on Mag- death magnetic. This, I'm just gonna go with that since I that's the last one I will listen to. Yeah, that that one was something where you're like adding parts, you're taking away parts, you're making new arrangements, basically. So, oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's crazy to me. Like <laughs> some people might not. I I can understand why people would not like that though, because it's like oh, it's a Metallica song. You can't do that. Yeah, and their fans you know, are like, touchy. They're very, yes, touchy. Yeah. very touchy. You can't, yeah, I'm one delicate. of them. I'm touchy too. Sometimes, you know, I'm like, why would you do that to me? You know, but it's <laughs> like, um, but that even like that sort of thing like almost comes from like no offense to any of the other guys who have done any of this stuff, but like a lot of them don't do the rewrite thing and yeah. like add stuff. They just do like straight up different album tone with the same exact song. Where I'm like, so I'm like, man. It's, I would like to see like just pure chaos all over the place. Just, you know, thrash put in where thrash shouldn't be. And like, and like really trying to like put myself in their shoes if they were actually putting that song on that album, you know, it's something that is really kind of understated and underappreciated on your channel that I really like. I really like the stuff that you throw in there. Um, Another band I really like is uh, typo negative. And I'm, Yeah, I'm uh 
like on their subreddit and I'm sub <laughs> to like some of their channels and that kind of stuff. And nobody does anything with their sound. And I'm like, come on, their sound is so distinct. Like do something weird, do something crazy. Yeah, and I think there you know, was um like something that there was a video on YouTube, I think, right? It was like a Metallica typo negative. I can't remember the guy's name. Metallica was typo negative. What? Yeah, it was something like that. And like I don't think the guy had very many views before that, but then he did something like that, and I'm pretty sure his channel blew up. I wish I remembered his channel's name. I feel really bad about that. Dennis Palna? I just looked up a... I just typed in <laughs> yeah, Metallica yeah. typo negative and got some stuff. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that video got, got a pretty good amount of views anyways. And like, yeah, it was really, really good. And a couple guys on my server really, really enjoy that stuff. Yeah. There's a, cu- there's a couple typo negative uh, cover bands that do their style in other uh, band you know other songs like uh there's i think it's called oh what the hell are they called hang on let me look it up real quick it's stereotypo negative is what they're called and they did a u2 cover of in the name of love (laughs) and it's freaking awesome like you guys need to keep doing this but i guess they all have like lives and stuff and (laughs) oh damn lives getting in the way (laughs) (laughs) lousy but yeah it's uh that that kind of thing is um is vastly under underappreciated i think um just going in you know, getting your hands dirty basically and risking the criticism of just making something of your own in, on top of something that is uh, already written yeah like, dire, you, dire, your dire's eve on ride the lightning is is uh, a perfect example of that it's freaking awesome it's so thanks, much fun man. <laughs> yeah and that's what it is right it's it's just about having fun like it, 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 yeah some people are really really serious about it and i'm like hey i just like i just do this for fun don't like don't forget that I, like i'm not like here trying to be metallic i'm not like oh man my music is better than metallic because I, lo- I get a lot of that like those kinds of comments they'll be like why do you think you're metallic i'm like i don't i think i'm having fun like what <laughs> like that's not, that's not anything <laughs> but some people do just prefer the um, they were some i do get comments that are like you know i'd rather just hear the album the exact same song with a different tone but i'm like i just don't do that there are other channels doing that you can go check them out that's fine i'll I'll promote those channels i don't even care but that's not what i do here i'd like to i like it to be ridiculous yes yes i appreciate all of that (laughs) and i wanted to to circle back to typo negative real quick because uh well i wanted to point out that typo negative had some great covers of their own which is yes, fantastic. Cinnamon Girl. So oh, it's one of my favorite ones. So <laughs> oh, that one's I love Peter Seal's voice alone is just oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And um and just to throw some appreciation toward this Dennis Pana guy, he's got uh an Alice in Chains in he calls them in negative. So he has Alice in negative and a come as you are in negative, master of O negative. So he's having fun out there, man. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got a bunch. I forgot that he does like the variety too. So like that's like that's some like I, that kind of makes me jealous that he does that. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you can always be inspired. But I was going yeah. to use that as a segue to ask. You know, obviously you're a huge Metallica fan. I'm sure you get asked this a ton. But have you considered doing some other bands in some other albums? I know Metallica is unique because each of their albums are very distinct sound wise and that makes it kind of fun and easy but i mean have you considered branching out 
Yeah, um, it's probably a good idea at this point because the niching down thing was was good, but it seems to be dwindling a little bit in popularity now. It's like they're getting a little used to what's going on. Sure. So, maybe. yeah. So you know, I've experimented with some. Like I did like the the hip hop, like um, that was just your life, and um, mm-hmm. the Green Day Metallica thing, which I really wanted to do the full song. I probably should have just ended up doing the whole song. But yeah, so. I it's I probably like I was going to this year I was like that's it I'm gonna start branching out and then posted a couple videos they didn't get that as much exposure as I would have enjoyed so I was like god and then you know the next one I posted was like nothing else matters on Master of Puppets and then it it got like a hundred thousand views I'm like okay I guess they just want Metallica It's easy to be swayed by the views. I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I, I try not to be, man. Like, I really, really. So, it's, so lately, I'm just like, I'm just gonna make what I really, really enjoy. But branching out is something I do want to do probably pretty soon. Cool. You yeah. get the, you get the comment all the time. Mama said, <laughs> "Will you ever? Will you ever do it?" I um, don't blame you if you say no, or if you say like maybe I don't know, etc. It's such a meme at this point. I almost yeah, I almost is. have to do it. Like right, like it's like <laughs> it's like Mama a, said on Kill 'Em All on Kill 'Em All, and I but also I keep thinking about it. I'm like I don't even know where to begin on that because somebody yeah. did it. Some one of I think it was somebody on my Discord server did it and posted it on YouTube, and um. I was like, that's way better than I could have ever imagined oh, doing no. it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like no I, I'm way. sure I could probably pull it off, but like, <laughs> but it would take some, some thinking. I probably have to like, actually like start taking notes and things like that. Cause that's, that's like a, that's a leap, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but to say the least. Yeah. It's like taking a freaking Merle Haggard song and bringing it to, you know, thrash early eighties, like Slayer Metallica thrash type stuff there you go give them ideas alex very good yeah yeah how do i do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's crazy man so what is your favorite though like what's what's your i i I have to ask what's your favorite uh sound to do is it justice is it puppets like what's what's your go-to um that's a good question um you know i would have said justice before but now the ones that are a little more challenging are starting to kind of mm. like like the Saint Anger ones are fun. I know it's terrible to listen to, but <laughs> those are fun. It's almost it's almost more of a challenge to me to make everything sound really bad, but also really accurate. <laughs> so yeah, like that kind of stuff. I'm working on the death magnetic stuff, um, but the Master of Puppets. I really kind of got that down like last December. In like or like November December, so I really really like getting that tone and that sound because you know you just zero 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 on the E string all yeah, the oh, entire yeah. time you know like freaking disposable heroes is yeah yeah, yeah exactly right and then you know so that that gets that gets to be a lot of fun I'd probably say Master yeah. Puppets at this point. Oh man, I love that freaking album. It's 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 such it's such a pleasure to listen to. You do. I was hoping you'd say that because then I can rave about <laughs> your rhythm playing on uh, all the all the puppet stuff you do, especially one on Master of Puppets. That is freaking awesome. That is like way better than I would have thought because it is like, I mean, is there like if you had to rename one, it would be zero. Yeah, it's, you know. <laughs> That's that's a tablature <laughs> joke. That was, that was good. Trav, that was good. Guitar I'll take it. joke. Yeah. Yeah. I'll <laughs> allow it all. But anyway, 
yeah, yeah but it's got to be my favorite justice it, the that uh any of those songs on the in the puppet style is just fantastic and you know it 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 i almost start thinking philosophical at that point i'm like what if cliff hadn't passed away in the bus accident if he were on justice like is this what the song would have sounded like like i start thinking that kind of stuff yeah yeah and then you then you start like making like all these different cross albums in your head and you're like but if he was there for the black album then it wouldn't have sounded like this it might have sounded more thrash or there might then have been bob more rock like, wouldn't be a thing yeah 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 exactly <laughs> none of that stuff but then we wouldn't have got blackened because you know jason newstead wrote the riff for blackened yes, right you know exactly so it's like, you know you, you give and take i guess i don't know <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard, but yeah, you, you nailed it. Um, Blacken's probably my favorite Metallica song ever. Me too. And when I saw them live uh, in 2000, they came out of their intermission, you know, with Blackened, and it was unbelievable. It was freaking, like, out of the box, like, freaking awesome as shit. And I felt like, like okay, I can leave now, because <laughs> it was the best yeah. freaking thing ever. Well, yeah, when I saw um, them in Montreal, it was just, they literally, they opened the concert, like, with Blackened, and I remember, like, I swear to God, a, a chick just punched me straight in the stomach, <laughs> and then the mosh pit opened, and I was like, are you kidding me? This is amazing. Yeah, this is great. I can't even breathe. This chick just beat me up. Uh, that's that's awesome. Oh, man. I haven't got my ass kicked at a concert in so long. <laughs> that song does things to you. It's that God. good. No, I, 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 th- that makes me nostalgic for getting the crap kicked out of me at concerts when I was younger. Uh, when I was brave enough to go to the front of the stage. Yeah. My first floor concert was... Uh, see, now I'm just rambling now. This is why we had you on, just to talk about bullshit. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love bullshit. Don't worry, man. I, I love talking this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I went uh, t- to... In 98 was my floor, first floor concert to Slayer. And nice. it was on... Um, oh, God. What was that album called? I can't remember. But um, it was their slow album. It was basically the Slayer version of Load. Yeah. You know, where they just kind of basically backed off a little bit. But they, they came out live and they played all their classic shit. And it was amazing. And everybody beat the crap out of each other. And when we got off the floor, I was probably... Yeah, I was 16 at the time. We got off the floor and it was like a battlefield. It was like bodies laying around it was like glass like shattered glass there were beer (laughs) bottles there were like people you know just stuff everywhere and i was like man this is must this is this is a real slayer concert i guess okay yeah yeah yeah. that's the full experience i survived yeah i survived a slayer concert this is yeah (laughs) (laughs) love it that's that was that was my uh introduction to to metal basically was at that point so what do you have a sim do you have any kind of like floor stories or anything like that yeah honestly um when i was younger like i wasn't rich or anything but i was always like i promised myself i'm gonna go like front row to every concert i go to so i'm always up against the gate um last um the hardwired tour i got a concussion because some guy he pushed me from behind and i smashed heads with this other guy i couldn't even see straight or anything it, it was oh brutal my God. yeah yeah so halfway through the concert i don't even remember like the last half of the concert it, it was pretty bad um 
but I've seen a couple walls of death. Um, the at like Lamb of yeah. God. You know, everyone links arms and just runs at each yes. other like madmen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of oh I've seen God. that at Lamb of God twice now. Like, cause they'll they'll always play at like a four o'clock slot on like a. In like a festival or something like that, but it's like midday. Everyone's like kind of like too wasted because they've been drunk since eight in the morning. Yeah, but they're still like super energetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them are on meth or something, you know. Like you know, it's just you know, girls flying all over the place. Like I remember, um, System of a Down was at that um, festival I went to, and it was like their very one of their very first shows back, and definitely their first show back in Canada. And um, I've never seen an ocean of people like this. Like there was 130,000 people at the concert. Oh my and God. All of them must have been there to see system because I was literally pulling girls like they were on the ground getting trampled by people because everyone just wanted to rush the stage. I was like pulling girls up from the ground, throwing them on top of people and saying, surf to the front because if you, you're not getting out, you know what I mean? Like you got to you surf to the front and just keep surfing. Yeah, I'm like, because they're gonna die. Like, there's like they can't breathe under there. They're getting trampled. Yeah. I'm like, oh, someone's gonna get killed, right? You gotta, you gotta be respectful, you know. Tom Mariah was really s- super cool about that. What he would stop the show and be like, "Hey, you guys gotta help each other out. If somebody goes down, pick each other up and throw them to the front." And you know, we, we gotta. <laughs> that, it gets claustrophobic, man. Like, it's, yeah, that's it like the biggest. The, the worst part to me anyways is the, the there's there's a certain like, sense of community that comes out of that though which is really cool which is i in my experience is unique to metal um just helping each other out like if somebody goes down just pick them up um bring them to the front and they'll they'll do that so i really appreciated hearing that from mr tom Mariah of Slayer. yeah yeah because you know everyone thinks the metal guys are all just like you know hard like you know angry guys that drink whiskey and beat their wives or something you know (laughs) (laughs) right what do you got trav you know i was i'm always the guy that's in the back i got my arms folded i do i might i might do a little a little knee bend that coincides with my head nod i look uh i look very cool back there but i'm not touching a whole lot of people i'm not getting i'm not getting up there amidst all the the crazy sauce i'm i'm hanging out in the back i i I remember going I remember going to see Nine Inch Nails uh, when, in 2000. I was 18. And this is... Uh, since I was 18, I was like Mr. fucking dipshit douche asshole. You know, I was wearing like freaking... Yeah. Uh, what what are those boots called? I can't even remember the name of them. Uh, Martins. Doc Martins. Oh, Doc Martins, yeah. Yeah, I was wearing Doc Martins. And I, I got picked up. For the first time in my life, I got picked up and thrown uh, onto uh, the crowd to crowd surf and I I accidentally kicked this dude in the head like right square in the fucking forehead and I felt so bad but I'm crowd surfing and I I can't be like Larry David and be like I'm sorry like I can't do that and so this dude was so pissed at me he saw that I kicked him and I'm like I didn't I couldn't I'm sorry and he just like shoved my legs to the side and I fell to the ground and yeah, that was the yeah. end of my. Like, like uh, st- standing at the back though, Trav, man, that's that's the way to do it because I yeah, always envy those people because like I'm a psycho, I guess. And I'm like, I got to go in there and just get punched <laughs> in the face. I don't know. Those guys are enjoying it. They're not covered in mud. They're not covered in like blood and spit and sweat from other people. Dude, just enjoying the show. That's and right. the sound saw- always is better way back there too. Right? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, it really is. I saw... Uh, 
I thought those days were behind me, but I when I went to see uh, Carcass on their reunion tour, and this would have been 2015, I think, or 2016, uh, for their their that album that came out. I think it's Surgical Steel. I went and see. I went and to go see them. Oh my god, I could not. I was like, I'm going to the fucking front. I don't care. <laughs> and I I got the crap kicked out of me. It was. You know, I was only up there for like 10 minutes or so, and I was gone. <laughs> Tapped out. I was like, yep, I'm old. Uh, that's it. I'm done. But yeah, I it's there's a certain thing. There's a certain itch that scratches uh, when you grew up with that stuff. It, I blame my dad and my brother for that kind of stuff. My bro- my older brother was the one that was like super into justice, for, for one thing. And my dad was into like Jimi Hendrix, Rolling Stones, The Who, and all that sort of stuff. You know, other than my dad, not really. Like he listened to, he got me into like music in general and like guitar. Like he really just like, they, they always, like I think I got like an electric guitar for like my eighth birthday. And like, I, I always listened to metal with him and stuff like that. So de- definitely him. Cause he, he got me onto like Ozzy, um, Metallica and then some of the lighter stuff too like Van Halen, Def Leppard all that stuff so he, he really got me going into it and then a lot of my friends didn't really like metal because like, I'm I'm not even the biggest metalhead either. I don't listen to like exclusively like a lot of my favorite bands are like you know like Green Day and Foo Fighters and stuff like that like you know so, some soft stuff some people might make fun of me but you know it's, it's what I grew up on and then um my brother got me into like dirty punk, like you know Operation Ivy and stuff like that. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. So I, I got into more like the not as intricate music, I guess. But then, um, like after high school, you know, just you know, angry teenager me was back into metal all of a sudden. <laughs> There's some good Canadian metal bands out, like Protest Euro, Voivod, you know, like so, you know, yeah, right around high school. But I had no friends that were into it really. Um, like this one girl I knew was into it, but that that's pretty much it. It was basically just lone wolf in it, listening to metal like a weirdo, I guess. <laughs> it's all good, man. That just means you're you're too cool for everyone else. That's how you need to phrase yeah, it. it. You're way too cool for those people. Yeah, exactly. Right, like they're losers and I am not. So, <laughs> right on, man. Um, I think that's gonna be pretty close to wrapping us up. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, I don't know, I don't know what you're willing to, to share with us, but you got any projects that you're cooking on that we might see pretty soon on the old channel? I'm hoping that the, um, I teased it a couple months ago and I've been taking shit for it ever since. And that's the don't tread on me on injustice for all. Oh yeah. I've <laughs> nice. been hearing about yeah, that. Yeah. That I'm, sp- I'm trying to get going and then I'm actually working on, hopefully it might not end up coming to fruition but i'm trying to work out a um uh, i disappear on hardwired (laughs) (laughs) i love it yeah i'm just trying to to take it to ridiculous levels you know so yeah all you had to say was i disappear yeah yeah yeah. that's awesome (laughs) i always forget about that when it's it's hidden on a completely different soundtrack yeah yeah that's the one the video where they're just all out in the desert for no reason looking at (laughs) a helicopter right pretty fun yeah like why is metallica just playing in utah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, why Utah? Why exactly? Yeah. Good times. Was that Mission Impossible? That's hilarious. Was that what that? Yeah, meant? yeah, Mission yeah. Impossible too. Yeah. Yeah. Good times, man. All right. Hey, I'm looking forward <laughs> to the Mission Impossible. <laughs> what movie for- was that? That was Mission Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Signs that that 
soundtrack didn't exactly click with folks if they're asking what movie it was from. yeah well i mean what would the what is the correlation between metallica even like mid-90s metallica and like spy movies i i don't understand that one yeah yeah and, uh, you know what it, it's funny to think about uh, they probably came to them and they're like hey guys we need a yeah uh, you seen that spy movie with Tom Cruise, right? And they were like, "No." And they're like, "Okay, so it's about a spy, <laughs> and you don't, you know, you know how you know what spies are, right?" And they're like, "Not so much." They're like, "Okay, so it's a guy that you don't really see too much." They're like, "Does he disappear?" They're like, "You got it." You yeah, mean like, like ninjas? <laughs> yeah, he just he kind of disappears. He's a spy, and they're like, "I think I think we could work with that." Yeah, they're like the record label. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you do a do you do a headfield at all? Do you do yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> there we go, yeah, awesome, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah everyone's got yeah. one, right? <laughs> everybody has one. Uh, Jim Brewer is the one that like inspires yeah. everybody. I think. Yeah, yeah, from the icons thing and like his stand-up yes. and all that. Yeah, <laughs> and then James looks at the camera like, "Is that what really what I sound like?" It's like, yeah, yeah you, you do. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what you sound like. All right, James, shut up. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I was singing uh, Black Album Metallica on the way to the grocery store today and I was singing Nothing Else Matters really loud in the car and I did the whole like Never cared for what they say. Yeah. <laughs> Never cared for what they do. Like that song. Like, and and, and I just, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the end. <laughs> it, was just, it was just like full on like Hetfield. It feels good to do that though. I get like why most he does fun. that. It's yeah, so it's fun. the most fun. Yeah, yeah. It's no one so else just does do that. that for no reason. Like you had like Michael Jackson making funny noises in the eighties mm-hmm. and shit, right? Shemo. But like, yeah, it's Shemona. <laughs> Shemona. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's just fun. It's just pure. Like I'm riding motorcycles, white knuckling it, fun. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's become Super Alex cool. and I's greeting when we uh, when we get online yeah. here. Yeah, like <laughs> I- anytime we're having a, a Discord thing for for a guest to come on or something like that, the first words that I hear usually, which startle me, yeah. is that is that right there? <laughs> then, then you just come in and you're like, "Are you alive? Yeah. How does it Are feel alive? to be alive? How does it <laughs> How does it feel to be alive? Show me!" <laughs> I love it. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I have to ask you, oh. as just as a Metallica fan, what yeah. is... I, I have not heard, uh, as a lifelong Metallica fan myself, I, I, I can't even call myself that anymore because I still haven't heard SMM, SNM2 yet. Have you listened to that? And what are your thoughts? Yeah, not not for me, you know. It's <laughs> not for you. Okay, not All right. you know. Like I liked S and M, like the original, because I was like you know a kid when that came out, and then now I go back and listen to it. And I'm like, okay, it is a little heavy on the auto tune, a little weird. It kind of sounds like Cher, but um, you know, the new one was almost as bad. But like they just, it was very poorly mixed. Like, uh oh, yeah, it just didn't sound good. And like I don't know, like the samples on Lars's drums these days or something, they oh, just no. sound so yeah. strange. Okay. I, I I don't know, it just sounds robotic. And then like I they, the the track listing wasn't amazing it wasn't a whole lot of variety from the first one other than a few like newer songs and whatever that's what were... blows my mind i looked yeah. at the track list and i'm like what are you doing doing these same black album songs again do something different yeah like, there are plenty I... of songs that they could have done that like like where need is... a symphony oh ryan like, yeah, like where what the are fuck you doing ryan what are you doing like 
<laughs> that's yeah, that one especially like you know the the breakdown in the middle. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's screaming for a symphony because it literally <sighs> just sounds like a classical song. Like it does. It yeah, really it's brutal. does. It's it's my favorite Metallica song. All right, if I had to pick one, it's my favorite. But yeah, at least they did Call of Cthulhu. Cthulhu, rather. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll take that. But but they did that on the first one too, right? I believe they did. No, I I mean the, they did cover that one. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With the symphony orchestra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh God, I I just hate that they redid. Like, oh, let's do these songs again. I get that it's a concert, and you know you need to please the live audience with the with the hits and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, come on. Like you're never gonna get man. out of a concert without playing Enter Sandman. Obviously, oh we yeah. know that. Yeah, you know I mean, like yeah. we know you have just, to play Nothing Else Matters because it has like how many like nine hundred <laughs> million views on YouTube now. Like, hey, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't get out of a karaoke bar without singing Nothing Else Matters. <laughs> oh, you have to. Yeah, you have to do it. <laughs> Mine's always um like. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. I'm just wasted oh, at a karaoke nice. bar. And I'm like, wow! You know, like, <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a tough one to do. Yeah. Do, do you ever dare to do, like, Don't Cry? Like, the note at the oh, end? Or you that's just God. <laughs> can't do it. That's why I stick with the B-52s. Going. Love Shack, baby. Nailed it every time. No one's got, got a that's few a standing ovations actually. from drunk old truckers. It's a good time. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's been another Drunk Friend Podcast. As always, you can reach out to us with questions or comments at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We'll read it here eventually. Please head over to polymedianetwork.com if you want to hear more podcasts. we got Tales of the Lesser Medium, Petey's Power Hour, Polykill, IndieQuest, and more. Uh, is there more? You, I don't, you I don't that think so. I think that's it. I don't know why I even say and more. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if you're not interested in sending an email, it's no big deal. Just give us a rating and review on a podcast app of your choice, and that'll help us out big time. You can find us yeah. all on social media. You know, on Twitter, I'm at Trav Plays Games. Alex, of course, that's strong. You know that one. Uh, and you can find State of Mercury at Mercury underscore State, as if as, it were a college. As always, the music you heard at the beginning <laughs> and can hear right now. Was composed by our friend Coolor. Yeah, you can hear uh, the track you can hear right now is called Electric Starbounce, and you can find a link to more of his music on his Buster And shout out to Josh Leslie for his thirst quenching logo. You do need water. Good advice, Brennan. Uh, be sure to catch us all on YouTube, and thanks for listening. And have you a great rest of your day. Phrase as a question. Very good. I went full I went full Simpsons with that. Here's your taco, sir. Whoops, I dropped it. <laughs>